Warning, this podcast may contain graphic and triggering content. Please listen at your own risk. Each individual struggle is different and everyone's recovery and healing journey is different. Please reach out to a certified medical professional if you need help. Welcome to episode 6 of Stomp the Stigma, the podcast aimed to fight the stigma surrounding mental health through education, awareness, experiences, stories, resources, and the vulnerable truth. Joining me to stomp the stigma today is Colin Richardson. He is the founder of a new initiative called Beat the Burn, which is dedicated to fighting burnout in frontline workers. He is here to talk about what causes burnout and how we can help each other get through the hard days and what the general public can do to help frontline workers beat burnout. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. I know you kind of just started all of this. Um, so what would you call it? Would you call it a nonprofit? Do you call it a, I don't know, how do you classify uh, Beat the Burn? So I've been calling it a nonprofit initiative. Initiative. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Um, so I guess tell me all about it. What is it? Sure. So like, have we started? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, we're going. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Beat the Burn is an initiative that I've started. So I uh, lead a team of frontline workers at uh, one of Calgary's homeless shelters. And throughout COVID and this last year, I just noticed I was um, noticed within myself and within my teammates and and peers that uh, we were having more conversations and about mental health and uh, surrounding it. These conversations were surrounding burnout, and um, you could just tell that we were really feeling this um, pandemic um, mentally. And so um, I started to look at solutions on how I can address this within my team and try to boost morale and and, um, support my team's mental well-being. And it became obvious that there was an opportunity to um, try to address this across Canada and, and not just within my team. And so, um, yeah, so that's kind of where it got started. Um, and as I was doing more research, uh, I, I learned that peer support is the um, number one way and most effective way to prevent burnout. Um, and so I decided it'd be pretty cool to take this idea of peer support and and grow it at a national level and really demonstrate that um, frontline workers across the country have each other's back and and support each other, support their mental well-being. And Mm -hmm. that's where it got going. That is amazing. So are you in the healthcare field or no? No. So sort of social services would be. Okay. Okay. Within the homeless sector. Yeah. Well, I, I love this initiative. I'm so glad that you've started this. Um, Because I definitely, like, I know a lot of people in the healthcare field as well, and definitely noticing the burnout. Uh, My sister actually messaged me yesterday or the day before. She is a pharmacist at the hospital, and she was telling me that it was starting to get to her and seeing all the the tragedies and all the deaths that are coming with um, the pandemic is really getting to her, so. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, being a caregiver without a pandemic is 
is extremely difficult and, and, and burnout has been around for so long and will continue to be around. So mm-hmm. hopefully beat the burn and we'll start some conversations and start try to decrease burnout and, and um, yeah. That's awesome. So for everyone that doesn't know, um, what is burnout? See, the thing is about this is I'm certainly not an expert on mental health or anything like that. I just realized that this was a problem and tried to come up with a solution. Absolutely. And the, the, the part that I lack the most is this, this, the technical, you know, counseling and things like that. That's where I'm not. Um, hey, I am okay. in the exact same boat. Uh, oh, yeah? I wanted to get this podcast going, but I, I mean, I don't have a background in mental health. I mean, I struggle with mental health issues, but I am by no means a professional at all. So. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. So burnout is chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. Um, And that's from the World Health Organization. Um, And they've actually classified it uh, as as one of their uh, health conditions. And it's a feeling of energy depletion or exhaustion. And um, it's an increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of negative negativism or cynicism <laughs> related to one's job and reduced professional i don't know how to say that word you have to cut that part out <laughs> i'm failing i'm sorry no you're you're perfectly fine okay <laughs> It's up to you. If you want to reread that, you can go for it. But <laughs> no, these are two technical words for me. Okay, that's okay. Sheesh. We'll go with that. Um. Okay. So I guess you started beat the burn to kind of bring awareness to um, the healthcare field and burnout in the healthcare field. Correct. Uh. Yeah. Well. Or just I mean, burnout really in general. All, all frontline workers. So. Okay. I've been really, I, I want it to be as inclusive as possible. So definitely the healthcare field is there, but, um, you know, the social services and, um, you know, grocery store workers and teachers and mm-hmm. really everyone who's putting their own mental well-being on hold during this difficult time. Why do you think that um, people in the healthcare sector or frontline workers, I guess, are more prone uh, to burnout than other industries? Well, I think that to, to be in a field like that um, and to, to have that job, you obviously have uh, a willingness to give and a willingness to put your own mental well-being on hold and to um, take care of others uh, for yourself. And that that is what would lead to burnout and um, compassion fatigue and just stress um, is not taking care of yourself and just continuing to give and give. Um, There's a quote by a guy named Viktor Frankl and he's a Holocaust survivor and a psychologist and uh, he wrote a book called A Man's Search for Meaning and what what he says is uh, what is to give light must endure burning and as frontline workers, we, we give light uh, to our community and we illuminate the community and those we serve um, and we give and give. Um, and But as we give, we um, endure burning and 
if we don't take care of ourselves and build resiliency, uh, we can only give for so long. And so it's, that's why it's, it's so important to, for things like self-care and peer support and having positive workplace environments and things like that mm-hmm. um, in these places. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I mean, I've heard tons of stories about, I guess, verbal abuse and physical abuse from patients, from families of patients. I think that adds up so much and it's so hard for healthcare workers and frontline workers um, to deal with on a daily basis. Like I can't imagine working in an environment like that. Um, Do you know if AHS or any other, um, I guess, governing bodies or anything are doing anything to help with this at all? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I wouldn't know exactly what AHS is doing, um, but I know that nowadays, fortunately, a lot of organizations are very open. They realize that this is not, not their fault necessarily. It is the reality of the job, um, and frontline workers and caregivers, um, and they're, they're doing things, um, such as, you know, personal days, wellness days, um, encouraging self-care, encouraging taking breaks, um, things like that. Um, but I think I, well, I know just being a frontline worker myself, it's so easy just to get wrapped up in the job and, and, and focused and not keep putting off the, um, the stress and, and just, yeah, keep, just keep (laughs) not, not, not worrying, just thinking, no, burnout's not, not affecting me. And it's not, um, I don't, I'm not burning out. And then, um, you know, I, I, I've been sharing that one of the symptoms is sleeping too much and it's how, how often can we just be, you know, sleeping a lot and then it's, Oh, I'm just, I'm just tired. And you don't, you know, you just pass it off and you don't realize that it, it is burnout um, coming on you and mm-hmm. uh, um, eventually it, it hits you and then it's too late. Um, and so there's definitely things and organizations are doing great things and beat the burn is just a, another reminder to, to take care of yourself and, and to really demonstrate peer support is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Have you found that you're experiencing burnout yourself at all? Yeah, I'm going to, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, yeah, I'm definitely feeling the stress and feeling exhausted and, definitely need to take breaks myself yeah because of your job or because of the pandemic or more so because of the pandemic I guess yeah more so of the pandemic um just the added health risk and just the other stuff that we have to deal with and yeah. just constantly adapting um to the new challenges that are, that were being faced yeah. um it's, it's the biggest thing yeah yeah absolutely Okay, you mentioned um, compassion fatigue. What what is that? You're gonna ask me a definition again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have to to give you a good answer. I'm gonna have to look it up. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I I could fake it. It's really just caring for others for so long that you get exhausted. But let me, okay, uh, okay, that makes sense. It's caring for others for so long that you just get exhausted and not caring for yourself. Okay, I get that. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, so I guess you've seen, well, have you seen um, kind of a drastic increase in burnout in frontline workers due to the pandemic? Yeah, there's definitely been studies already um, about burnout and they've shown um, burnout has increased. Um, a lot of these studies are specific, um, based sort of on healthcare or uh, whatever sector you're in. Um, there, I haven't found necessarily a study that uh, includes all frontline workers, but um, just the the idea and and burnout of you know putting your own mental well-being on hold and and caring for others and giving and giving. Um, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely an increase with the pandemic. I assume you've heard about um, the critical worker benefit that the government has, I don't know, I, it's unofficially released, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? It's obviously great to um, get rewarded and thanked for the hard work. Um, I know that my staff are very appreciative of it and they're, mm-hmm. they're thankful for it. And yeah, I, th- I think um, unfortunately money's not going to, you know, increase your mental well-being necessarily. So yeah. hopefully they, the money goes towards, um, you know, taking care of yourself and self-care and mm-hmm. um, doing something and, you know, whether I guess if you just spend it all on a shopping spree or something, that that could be self care. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it. I I'm all for it. Sure. Yeah, I guess everybody's definition of self care is different. So. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Okay, back to beat the burn. Uh, what are some of the I guess misconceptions or stigmas that you hope to extinguish with um, this initiative? Yeah. So definitely the biggest one is where frontline workers are getting, I guess, labeled would be the word um, as heroes and whatnot through, throughout this pandemic. And uh, very, very thankful for the uh, recognition that we're getting. But when you place the, the word hero, it, it takes away the, uh, the ability to have flaws. And, and yeah. um, as frontline workers... Uh, if you're experiencing burnout, it's not a reflection of you or your ability to do the job. And that's the biggest thing is I've, I've had coworkers that have um, quit and due to exhaustion and just the, the stress and it, it weighs on them that they weren't able to, they felt like it was their fault um, that they caused that uh, they weren't able to do it. And mm-hmm. that's, that's not necessarily the case. Um, it goes back to that quote um, that as we give light, we are going to endure burning. And as long as you have the passion and the willing to give and put others first, you can be a frontline worker um, because resiliency can be uh, developed and, and um, created and we can, we can all do it. We just, yeah, we need that passion. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest thing is that we are heroes, but we're going to need to take care of ourselves, and it's okay you're feeling that way and you're feeling exhausted yeah Um, Yeah. absolutely all heroes need downtime too right absolutely (laughs) so with um the healthcare field on the path that it is um do you think it's realistic for someone to be in that industry or be a frontline worker um long term and be able to maintain their own health and well-being at the same time absolutely absolutely 
Um, you do? Yeah, I, I would. <laughs> and it, it, it really just, you know, as long as you can make, put yourself a priority and take care of yourself and, you know, leave, leave the job at, at, at work and the stresses at work. And, yeah. um, there's, what's that's, yeah, it is possible. And hopefully beat the burn can bring some, um, can help with that and help create longer um, uh, careers and, and more more passionate careers. Mm-hmm. So how do you differentiate between that? How do you leave work at work and and come home and, and not stress about the day or what's happening tomorrow? How do you uh, have that work-life balance? Uh, well, I think the biggest thing is just recognizing that while you're at work, you're, you're doing the best you can and you're uh, focused on that and then when you go home you um, yeah just remember that you, you did the best you can and you are, are doing okay and people are appreciating you and you're doing good good work and also I know for myself I, I check my emails too much and my work emails and it's really if it doing whatever you can to really de- detach from that yeah. um, and if that means, you know, deleting the app on your phone and, and uh, then that's what you need to do. And yeah, just taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't fully realize how stressed out they are or how burnt out they can be. I, I worked um, in a job for seven years where I had a work phone. I had to check my emails outside of work 24-7, answer the phone 24-7. And then I switched careers, went to a brand new job where as soon as I was off the clock, they told me not to look at anything, not check anything. And then I kind of, I fully realized like, oh my God, I, this work-life balance is so different and it makes such a big difference to like how energized I am and how happy I am and I think a lot of people don't fully realize how much time they commit to work and not to themselves and their own lives. Absolutely. Yeah, completely agree. Okay, so burnout applies to everyone, obviously. Um, More so to frontline workers um, right now. Uh, Is there anything that the general public can do to help with that? Well, it's really just... You know, like like I've said, the um, peer support has been shown to be the most effective way um, to prevent burnout. Mm-hmm. So it's just really being supportive. Um, and definitely the community has been more than supportive of frontline workers um, during this during this time. But unfortunately, pandemic or uh, the burnout will not end with um, the pandemic uh, yeah. if, if it ever ends. So it's really just continuing the support and um, continuing to uh, care for others. And, and um, yeah, that's, that would be the biggest thing. I know that you have created pins as well to spread awareness about burnout. Um, tell me about that. And how can people get them? Can we get them? Are they just for uh, frontline workers? What's it all about? Yeah, so that's definitely... Um, the way that I'm trying to really demonstrate peer support. Um, and so they're, they're pins and basically what 
um, what I've been saying is when when a frontline worker is wearing one, um, they it provides a reminder to take care of yourself and make yourself a priority. Um, but when they're worn in by a group or worn by a team, um, they create they can create safe places for for having these um, hard conversations about our mental health, and they can demonstrate um, this this peer support and so I, I it all kind of started because I thought it'd be a pretty cool that as I'm uh, working and I'm exhausted and just mentally drained um, I, I know that if, if I can get these pins across Canada then I know that there's a frontline worker um, somewhere else that may not know exactly what I'm going through but yeah. they care and they support me and I support them and um, we have each other's backs and so um, right now, I'm, I am trying to get them within frontline organizations and worn by frontline workers across Canada, um, mm-hmm. but they're definitely not just for frontline workers. Um, it's it, There can be for everyone uh, just to, you know, provide r- reminders to make yourself a priority and, and to keep the frontline workers in, in mind as, as we're um, continuing to fight this pandemic. Um, and if you head over to my website, uh, www.letsbeattheburn.com. Um, I have I've started a fundraiser for CMHA, um, and so if you make a donation of whatever amount, I'll send you some pins uh, to wear. And um, I'm all, I'm looking for other people to sponsor these pins um, for for teams, and um, I've got a couple businesses and local businesses to pay for the pins, and I'm able to then go get um, units within uh, hospitals and whatnot and, and different teams of these pins to, to wear and uh, to really raise awareness. Wow, I love that. That's so awesome. So how many pins have you distributed so far? Do you know? Yeah, so we're at about 1,200 pins uh, within nice. frontline workers across four provinces and hopefully got some some more things seem to be working out that that will hopefully grow and yeah do you have a goal for kind of how far you want to spread it or you're just going to keep going i'm just going to keep going yeah. <laughs> I, i'd like to get it within every province in canada um but you know if i could get every frontline worker to to know that they're, they're not alone and yeah. there's the whole country supports them um it'd be a pr- pretty cool thing so. that's amazing yeah. Well, I am totally going to donate and get a pin. Uh, I'm a chemist by day, so I will throw one on my lab coat for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I've already got a little collection. People at work make fun of me because I'm the only one that wears pins, but you know what? Oh, really? I'm going to do oh, it. <laughs> that is amazing. Okay. So I guess anybody can go onto your website, um, donate, and get a pin, spread awareness, all of that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yes, okay. please. Perfect. Um, that's kind of all the questions that I had for you. I just wanted to um, dive into what Beat the Burn was all about and your whole initiative. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or bring up? No, I think that's all. And thank you um, for you know starting conversations and uh, starting conversations about mental health and talking about it. And that's the biggest thing. I, I, I think we got a strong future and exciting future ahead. And yeah. I think we can really make a difference. 
Yeah, I do too. I want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, where can people find you if they want to reach out? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. Uh, it's at Beat the Burn. And my website is www.letsbeattheburn.com. And you could, you could email me. It's Colin at letsbeattheburn.com. And be happy to connect and talk. And um, yeah. Perfect. And I will add all of that stuff to uh, the podcast description so people can see that as well. Um, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Feel free to reach out at any time, share your story, speak your truth, and together we can stomp the stigma.